0: Why is it turning red? Man, why did I do that? I'm getting nervous sweats. God, why did I do that? Fuck, man, why did I do that? Hello and welcome to Why Did I Do That? A show where each week I'm joined by a lovely guest and we talk about embarrassing moments from our life and try and find a little bit of humour in them. Today, I am joined by the lovely John from Beyond the Boxer. How are you doing today, John? I'm very well, thank you, Charlie. Oh, good. Have you had a nice day? I've had a, what I'd describe as a solid
1: 6 out of 10 kind of day. Oh, Perfect average. average. Yeah.
0: What more can you ask Yep. About?
1: No dizzying highs, no crashing lows, just
0: smooth <laughs> sailing. Good. Um, and as you know, John, today is definitely the third of third G- uh, of January, and definitely not the fourth of December. So, how was your Christmas and New Year?
1: Oh, they were fantastic.
0: I got everything oh, I wanted. Good. I didn't get too oh. drunk
1: on New Year's. I've kept all my resolutions so far. It is t- twenty nineteen is working out so well. Oh, and Donald amazing. Trump dying on New Year's Day—that was
0: such a curveball. Who saw that coming? Yeah. Amazing. Oh, sorry. If if you like Donald Trump, I would say sorry, but well, I said saying? it, not you. So yeah, <laughs> blame the guest. <laughs> Um, do you have any new Year's resolutions that you've that you you've penned? You said they're going all right so far. So what do you mind sharing what they are? Sure, I think drink more, eat more junk food, uh
1: maybe take up smoking. Um nice. yeah, maybe start dating someone a lot younger than me. Just generally, you know, <laughs> all positive things, ones. all good things, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um so, uh John, usually when I start off the show, I like to ask my guests a few questions. Sure. So the, the lovely listeners can get to know you a little bit and I can get to know you a little bit because we don't... Spoiler alert, listeners. We don't know each other that well. We've only spoken once before. You might not be able to tell because we already have this beautiful rapport going. Yeah, I mean, I but, was um, beginning to think that maybe I should invite you to
1: replace my, my podcast co-host because I feel like we already have a better <laughs> dynamic. and you know, Oh, stop it. He lifts right killer. out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it would be quite a trek for me to get to your house, though, I assume. Well,
1: that is true. I would make it worth your while, though.
0: Oh. <laughs> All the beer <laughs> okay. and pizza you could, you know, consume. I am definitely in for beer and pizza 10 out of 10 um so are you ready for your first question i'm as ready as i'll ever be okay who is your favorite band slash singer Ooh. okay my favorite can i give
1: two different answers of course you can sure so my favorite band goes back to my childhood and that is the spice girls oh very nice and yes i do have tickets for their reunion tour and i am (laughs) very excited do you live in a spice world I really try to live every day at at its spiciest. I do. I really do try to like live according to the spice ethos. So, yes.
0: <laughs> Which spice girl do you feel like you most are?
1: Um, well, I am a redhead. I'm Irish Catholic, roots, oh, okay. so I guess that would make me ginger, but I always kind of felt more of an affinity for baby. Yeah. Who, Not because baby Jerry. No, no, no. Oh god. You just you made me feel so old Harry did that oh, once no, as well sorry, no it's okay sorry, it's Baby's fine. Emma isn't it Baby is Emma the blonde one yeah. Ginger's
0: yeah. Ginger's Jerry yeah. and that's not because I, I go I around in Jerry.
1: pigtails and hot terrifyingly short skirts <laughs> it's just I don't know she was always like the the, the what's the good way to describe Baby's Face she, she seemed like the sensible one and the one who really held oh, okay. everything together and sometimes on this podcast my podcast I mean I feel much the same way like I'm just <laughs> I'm, you know all the other ones are going crazy I'm just trying to hold it all together somehow so. <laughs> Okay, and your other answer, oh, my favorite singer is Kate Bush,
0: Kate Bush, oh, yeah. withering heights, yes, I, I, it's me, oh Kathy, I'll come home now that's oh so hold
1: that that was a beautiful rendition, yeah, thank you, <laughs> you, you she's that the- no so so she's only toured twice in her in forty years, she toured once in the seventies before I was born and once in twenty fourteen, I think, and I went to the twenty fourteen tour and literally like. When I say I cried, I don't mean like I got a little tear in my eye from the emotion of it all. I mean, I sobbed from start to finish. It was like a, like a two and a half hour show and I was just sobbing throughout. It was a mess. <laughs> so she was good. Oh no, she was terrible. I was so disappointed. I spent so much money.
0: <laughs> no, she was absolutely amazing. It was a dream come oh. true. So. Uh, Wuthering Heights is the only song of hers that I, I know. Like, I know she's got a very distinctive voice, but mm. whenever that comes on and I've had a few drinks, mm. let me tell you, John, the dance moves come out. The music video to that is ingrained in my brain. And everyone around the table is dancing along. It's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful moment. I can I can well imagine it. Yeah. So. <laughs> did she did she do the dance on stage? She didn't
1: actually sing *Wuthering Heights*. Oh what? Yeah no. Plus, yeah. Well she does have other other hits.
0: Uh, I, I'm sure she does. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but she like her voice was very very high on that song. And to be fair, she's you know 40 years old now. Her voice has deepened, so she yeah, kind of stuck more enough. to more recentish stuff. But it worked. It 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 wasn't disappointing. He says, "Fair enough." Through
0: gritted teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, my favorite singer—I've just gone for a singer because I am in love with this uh, person—is a singer-songwriter called Lewis Watson. I don't know if you've heard of him at all. Uh, The name rings a bell, but I can't think of a tune off the top of my head. He's—he's really good. I've got like a bunch of signed stuff in my room. I've met him twice and he's lovely and I've seen him like six times Oh wow, that's cool! and I'm a bit of a crazy fan like he did like YouTube vlogs for a bit and I watched them every day for like two years and I would just tell my girlfriend all about them and she didn't care in the slightest <laughs> but she's very nice because she's also seen him like four times because of me so yeah. oh, that's good so she must really love you then uh, uh, I, th- I think so some days <laughs> uh, um so yeah, so as I said, I've, I've met Lewis Watson a few times. My next question to you, John, is have you ever met a celebrity? And if so, who were they? And were they a dick? Uh, I've met a couple.
1: Um, I, I've, oh, there was one who was a complete dick, actually. You probably won't have heard of her. Um, the, she, she's actually now dead. Good. Um, <laughs> so when I was in school, I went to a... I was in, like, the drama class, and we took, like, a field trip to see a production of a play. Um, it was an Oscar Wilde play. I forget which one. I think it might have been... Lady Windermere's fan or something. Anyway, there was an actress in it called Kate O'Mara. She was a, an older lady. Uh, she'd been in, like, Doctor Who and a bunch of soap operas and in the, like, oh, 70s okay. and 80s, basically. So she was quite quite a formidable formidable kind of... Think of, like, a low-rent Joan Collins, if you know who Joan Collins is. <laughs> it's that kind of vibe. Okay. So she was in this play, and before we saw the play, there was, like, a workshop where she and the, the other guy who was in the play were kind of giving us, like a little workshop, a little lesson on like what the themes of the play were, a little bit of an acting t- class, you know, a masterclass kind of thing. And so she was asking all these questions about what people thought the play meant and what the interpretation of it was, etc. And because we were all kind of teenagers who were really self-conscious, she was asking all of these questions and no hands were going up and there were no answers. <laughs> it was just lots of really awkward silences. And I felt genuinely bad for her because she was really trying. So she asked some question like, "What do you think this scene means?" And I just because and there was like a dead silence, so I just put yeah. my hand up and just gave you know an answer. I can't remember <laughs> what I said exactly, but just some just
0: typical like bullshit.
1: Something to fill the noise, just you know to give yeah. us something back. <laughs> anyway, so I answered this question and she shot me this acid glare. <laughs> like I, I, if I could have, it was possible for a human being to like melt into a puddle. Like she could have, like lasers could have gone out of her eyes, and she just kind of said contemptuously. Did you not see any deeper than that, dear? And then she just turned her back <laughs> on me and started talking to someone else. Oh, and I was wow. like, well, fuck you, bitch. Like,
0: <laughs> but then. The, oh, that's even worse because you were just trying to be nice. I was so just trying
1: to be helpful. And then the, her co star, this other guy, another middle aged guy, who was clearly terrified of her, kind of lo- looked over to me and gave me the, the, that weak double thumbs up and kind of whispered really quietly, <laughs> good try, though, good try. Which obviously just made it even worse. So. <laughs>
0: Oh god, I would not like to have been him when they got back to the dressing room. Oh yeah, so she was like, she'd be do. like, "Don't undermine me again." <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think she heard him. it. He was genuinely like so quiet. He was obviously absolutely petrified oh, of her. So that sounds awful. Yeah. I feel so sorry for for you at that age. That oh, thank oh, you. I'm like literally like my back is like shriveled up thinking about that. Ugh. Yeah, it was horrible. Um, I once met Claire Skinner. Do you know who she is? Uh, again, I know the name. Remind me. She was she was the mum from Outnumbered. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, a big, a big A-list star mm. there. <laughs> I met her in um, a shop at Lizard Point, which is the, the most southern point of the country. Oh, wow. Or is that... Yeah, it's the most southern point in the country. That specific it's shop one... is the most southern point of the country. It's sort of like, you know, like Land's End? Okay, yeah. It's like that, but like the southern bit and shit, because no one cares about <laughs> oh, okay. it. Okay. <laughs> So um, yeah, I just saw her in a little shop in there, and she was she was very nice. Very good. She was she was quite like she looked quite stressed out. I think she, she was with like her kids, so we didn't we weren't like being, being annoying. Mm. But she was she was very polite and very nice. Oh, that's good. Did you were you a
1: fan of Outnumbered? I've I've watched it. I have kind of a thing about child actors, like children in television. I yeah. generally want to throw them into a fire, so. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that for that reason I couldn't really get on board of it, but I know it was like a well liked show. So
0: yeah, I used to I used to love that, but I think I was when it came on, I was of like sort of the age of the oldest child. Mm-hmm. So I sort of was like, ah, oh, this is me. I understand this, you know. Okay. Yeah. Um, do, would you like to hear a fact about outnumbered? Please. Yeah. The um the oldest child in that show, T- Tiger Drew Honey, is his real name. Oh, good god! His parents are porn stars in real life. In real life, his parents are porn stars. Well, I mean, if you told me his name and then said, well,
1: guess what his parents do, I think I probably (laughs) would have landed on porn fairly quickly. (laughs) So that's not the
0: biggest surprise, but wow. Um, I imagine that going to school and your parents being porn stars is pretty shit. So um, my third question to you, John, is what is the worst job your parents could have had to impact you directly as a child? Oh well, I mean, other than porn stars, I mean, my parents are other porn, porn stars, stars, so you know. Um. Oh okay. <laughs> oh,
1: that's a really tough one. What job could they have had uh, to impact me directly? Right, like, personal assistance to the actress Kate O'Mara, possibly. <laughs> I don't want any more of that in my life. Um.
0: <laughs> no, that would be good though, because they'd come home and they'd bitch about her to Yes, exactly. Join in. Mm. So yeah, that actually would be quite therapeutic. I think.
1: True. Yeah, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Uh. I mean, the, the story I'm going to tell does involve my parents, but not particularly the job that they did. That they were um, oh, okay. florists, which was not the most you know, exciting profession. Oh. So that's quite a nice job, though. I mm, imagine. Yeah, I guess you'd think it was a lot much more hard work than you'd think. I think Mum got into floristry thinking it was going to be very nice, and it turned out like really hard work. Or, like three times a year, <laughs> it would just go nuts. Like Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, etc. would just be she would just be working 24 hours in the, in the shed oh, at the bottom okay. of our garden, just i think all (laughs) the joy of floristry was sucked out of it by the time she changed careers so (laughs)
0: um the answer that i wrote down for for me would be marriage counselors oh okay might seem like a bit of a weird one but um, my parents got divorced when i was six right okay so i feel like them being marriage counselors would be something that those those clever bullies picked up on oh i see like Um, an ironic i would just get ripped the shit forever
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a good point Uh,
0: yeah, those, they, you know, are you, are you, are you oh, bleh, 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 that's not words, that's just noises, Charlie, <laughs> come on, use your mouth. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm thinking more like the bullies you get in secondary school, you know, not the ones that just like call you names or whatever, the ones that really get into your insecurities and like need them. Oh, sure, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, we all know those bullies. Mm. Did you have a good time in school? <laughs> I did well again this sto-
1: the story I'm gonna tell somewhat involves school as well. I would say oh, okay. I survived high school. I was kind of never horrendously bullied, uh, thankfully, but I was certainly identified as a you know, weakling, you know, like a, as a as a oh, okay, soft yeah. target. So I had to yeah. develop a sense of humour pretty quick and that kind of got me through a lot of the time just having a sense of humour. Oh. So I was never quite on the me bottom too, rung. Yeah. and I was then somewhere I was I was on the lower end of the scale but there were always people beneath me which is what you always you know (laughs) that's the goal. that that was was always how I looked at it. as long as there was a kid who was beneath me then um that was fine in fact this is a very quick story but to illustrate kind of my social standing there was one time when I was about 14 15 and there was a discussion happened among my actual friends who were about the same level I was about who would win in a fight between me and this kid who probably was at the bottom rung—I'm not going to say his name on the podcast, obviously. I of respect. I don't know what he's doing these days. But he was like—he was literally the the fat He's Now spe- a body a bodybuilder. <laughs> yeah, he probably is. He, he probably is one of those who've had a complete three sixty, a complete one eighty, or something. He's probably a millionaire now. But um, <laughs> he was the stereotypical like fat, specky, socially socially awkward kid yeah. with no friends. He was all always on his own and stuff. And there was a discussion came up among my friends which of the two of us would win in a fight: me or this kid. And then the discussion kind of escalated to the point where one of my so-called friends started going around the playground taking bets. And uh, basically, the two of us, even though we had absolutely no beef, we, there was no reason for us to fight, ended up being, like, forced into a circle and kind Come of on. forced to fight. And everyone was just going, like, fight, 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 fight. <laughs> and I'm really trying to, like, be peacemaker. I was like, Andrew, I have no issue with you. I don't, I'm don't. i so sorry about this. I don't want to fight you. And then, oh, I just said his name. Well, only his first name, That's so, so it's fine. Um, and then... <laughs> And then th- and then he kind of tried to take advantage of the moment and, like, went to punch me. Oh, mate, that is such a heel move. Yeah, so then I was like, well, fuck this. If this is happening, I am not going to lose a fight to Andrew. So then I, actually, I properly punched him in the face and actually he went down and I won. And so...
0: Oh, no. with <laughs> that, that such a wholesome story.
1: <laughs> it got really bad. The worst thing was then after I hit him and the fight kind of ended, some teachers saw what was happening and ran over and kind of split us up. And then the teacher started like really yelling at us and telling us off, you know, but the teacher oh, yeah. was telling us off while also trying desperately to stop from laughing because he'd obviously <laughs> figured out what was happening. We were the two least likely kids to get into a fight. So he's like all stern faced lecturing us while just creasing at the same time. And I could totally tell. And it was so humiliating.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, God, that sounds awful. <laughs> it was, yeah. So that was the kind of time I had in high school. Yeah, I feel like I was quite I was quite similar to you. Like I wasn't I wasn't picked on like that much, mm. but I wasn't I also wasn't like like I had a group of friends, and I feel like that does quite a lot to protect you from bullies. Hundred percent, yeah. <laughs> and I I also I also like you developed a good sense of humor, mm. which which was very helpful. Um, my final question too, which I feel like you've answered already, but we're gonna I'm gonna say anyway because I've written it down, and otherwise that would be wasted thumb movement. Sure. So. Yeah. Um. So those those people that that peaked on you in school, you know, there's the phrase that like, uh they peaked in high school. Yeah. Right. So there are there are definitely people in my mind from school who I'm like, you definitely life is going downhill from here. Mm-hmm. Would you say that you peaked in high school? <laughs> oh, absolutely not. Hundred. That's something I can say with absolute confidence. I did not
1: peak in high school. I'm not saying that's I've soared you know, to dizzying heights since, but it was not the you know I. I'm not one of those people who looks back and thinks oh I wish I could live those days again like I was yeah. out the door like I have I mean I did have friends in high school but I've I think it's very telling that I've retained no close friendships from that time like <laughs> the, the the people I'm friends with now who I'm, I, I expect to be friends for the rest of my life are people I met in university and beyond so
0: yeah is that Buzz Lightyear's new catchphrase for the new mil- movie yeah university and be- oh, that's gonna be a really dreary sequel isn't it <laughs> <laughs> to university and <laughs> beyond <laughs> <laughs> um i was i was genuinely thinking this the other day i was at work and um, i was having i was having a really shit day john i'm not gonna lie to no, you i was feeling poor awful charlie i was just really down and i was stood at work and i just was thinking <laughs> to myself i was like i genuinely think i peaked at school no and i wasn't even I, school wasn't even good for me
1: how I, I, not
0: to ask too personal
1: of a question but how old are you aren't you like 23 or something
0: uh, i'm 22 22 so. you
1: you 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 you're not, you're probably not peaked yet you're probably good you've just got plenty no. of time to reach a peak Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, thank you for answering those questions, Don. Yeah, uh, it was a pleasure. Don, oh, my God. Don,
1: wow. I quite like Don.
0: Don. I'm just imagining that you look like John Hamm in my head, and I'm getting all flustered. Oh, I do,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, good. It's like looking into a mirror when I watch Mad Men. Isn't it? <laughs> um, so thank you, John, for answering those questions. Um, yeah, I feel like I know you a lot more now. I know that you have a hatred for bitchy old women. <laughs> Basically, yeah, bitchy old women and children. They're my two, you know. <laughs> um, are you ready to move on to the, the main event? The Chicken Kiev of the Dinner podcast? Oh, wow. <laughs> that was a little flavour. Before, before we started recording, ladies and gentlemen, we talked about John's dinner, which was mm. Chicken Kiev.
1: Yeah. There we go. Fascinating discussion. It got weirdly <laughs> sexual very quickly. <laughs> it did. I was kind of
0: into it, though. Good. I don't know about you. No, oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, from the sounds of those answers, you, you've got a story in mind so i'm gonna I'm gonna pass it over to you and let you just let you run with this one because it feels like you're ready to go well, I'm as ready as I'll ever
1: be i guess to tell this story um I have to do some pre- some pre- prefaces um okay well first of all it's not as i hope it's not as horrifying and upsetting as my co-host his story, but by the same token, it's not entirely dissimilar okay. it does have an element of sexual shame involved um, Okay,
0: nice every good story does
1: indeed yeah and it i will say it, it doesn't reflect well on me as a person but i would say okay. i was 17 years old and it was a different time you know your choices were made but you're a different person though. i am ai am a different person and if I, you know things would be handled differently now but you know so i'm just putting that out there if, if people listen to this and think, god that, what an awful human being just, just you know, a disclaimer. Yeah, that you're not a complete dick. No, well, I am, but in different ways. So. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, that's good. Yeah. Uh, so, with that, with all that said, shall I begin? Yeah, please take it away. Okay, so this is the story of my
0: disastrous coming out. Oh, that is that's just a great start. It's a yeah. It's a... I'm excited. I'm ready to buckle in. Go, and yeah, just enjoy the ride. Get comfy.
1: This one's a bit of a yarn. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, I was uh, I went to Catholic school. And as oh, nice. yeah, as I mentioned, I'm a little bit older than you. I'm 32, so this was around. So I was about, about 16, 17 years old. So it would have it would have been around 2003, 4ish, maybe. Okay. Yeah, uh, my maths not great, but uh, yeah, So yes, I and I so I was came to terms with being gay, like most people. You kind of have the the denial period. You have you know questioning yourself, etc. And but I kind of came to terms of with it in, within myself when I was about maybe fifteen, sixteen, and then okay. I started coming out to friends when I was about sixteen, seventeen years
0: old. Okay. So you went to a Catholic school. Were you like, was it? Are you from quite a religious background, or was it just that was the closest school to your home? A little bit of both. My parents aren't
1: super religious. My dad's actually not religious at all. My mum is a Catholic and was was raised in a she was raised in a very Irish Catholic family. Uh, As I said, I'm from Liverpool, so basically all of my family comes from Irish Catholic background, because that's what the area is. So, yeah, I was very much raised as a Catholic, but my parents aren't, like, big Bible thumpers by any stretch of the imagination. Okay. However, the school was very Catholic, (laughs) um, and there were a lot of things that happened at school. Like, they had sex education day, rather than, like, working it. (laughs) It was like the government-mandated... Where, and I'm sure we were like fifteen, sixteen. I'm pretty sure we'd already lost at least three girls to pregnancy at this point. So it really, <laughs> shutting the stable door after the horse had bolted. But but I do remember Sex Education Day being cringingly embarrassing with the teachers who really didn't want to be talking about this kind of stuff. I remember there were bananas with con- condoms being put on bananas and all oh, that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, classic move. Classic. And one thing that happened was the the end of the. Day. So we had our sex education lessons, et cetera. It was like, here's how it's done, now don't. And uh, the- <laughs> and at the end of the day, we had an assembly a Q&A session with a priest. He was oh, nice. super qualified for this, you know. <laughs> and this priest, he gets up in front of all these you know, teenagers who are all having their own separate issues and stuff. And he talks about, you know, morals and abstinence and, you know, waiting for marriage and, you know, all this kind of stuff and what the Bible says about sex and everything. And then after a so he was quite a friendly priest, to be fair. He wasn't like a terrible, horrible man. But Yeah. At a certain point, he said, now, there may be some of you in this room who might be concerned that you might be gay. And um, I was like, oh, here we go. And he said, uh, now, if this is the case, you don't need to fear, because as Catholics, we don't believe that gay people go to hell, as long as you don't have sex.
0: (laughs) That's a pretty big caveat. (laughs) It's a huge caveat, yes. I really
1: really feel like just standing up and going, well, hallelujah. (laughs) But... Fortunately, I'd already developed a healthy sense of irony and wasn't particularly religious-minded, and saw the funny side of it quietly, yeah. obviously. But um, yeah, just start
0: like belly laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I would had the guts.
1: Now I probably would have just been like, "Ha!" But uh, at the time, I just <laughs> quietly tucked that in and was like, "Wow, okay, this is this is going to come up later in therapy, but yeah." Uh, <laughs>
0: um, I I I have a question about Catholic school because I didn't I didn't go to a Catholic school. Mm-hmm. Um, is it? I don't, this is just something I've I've got from like television shows. So this might be way off. But is it true that people will have anal sex because it doesn't say anything about that in the Bible, and then they still keep their virginity? Is that true, or is that just something that? I mean, you'd, I've
1: you made up. You'd, you'd have to ask people who are a lot more sexually active in high school than I managed to okay. be. To be fair, <laughs> I would. Yeah, I mean, I. What videos have you been watching where that's been a plotline? I question. I think it was in like an episode of Family Guy or something. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah. Or in,
0: I know in Family Guy they had like ear sex because that that was a thing.
1: Oh, the ear sex was huge in my school. Everyone was doing oh, that. Was, it. Was yeah, just, yeah. So, no, many that so many infections. So many infections. But I'm sure some people did. Right? But I don't know. I mean, to be honest, a lot of the I don't know. A lot of my classmates were particularly religious. It was very much. Tr- Kept coming down from the teachers and from the... Yeah, okay. Yeah, so a lot of the kids, as I said, we had, a, we had a lot of pregnancies, you know, girls leaving school because he got pregnant. And I think most people developed... I don't think many people will, you know, wait until marriage, put it that yeah. way. Oh, shall I continue? Or? Oh, yeah, sorry. sorry yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, anyway, so that was kind of the environment. Uh, but as I say, I... So when I got to about 17 years old, I started coming out to my friends quietly, you know, first my closest friends and then kind of let it spread around a little bit. And it was actually surprisingly really positive, considering, you know, the time and everything. Most of my friends were, first of all, they weren't terribly shocked, I don't think. I remember years later, one of my friends, I spoke to one of my friends, and I kind of was looking back on it with slightly rose tinted glasses. And I said, Oh, people were really surprised when I came out, weren't they? And they kind of gave me this look, and he said, No, they were surprised that you said it. (laughs) 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 Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, But yeah, on the whole, it was a positive experience. People were very nice to me. I remember one guy actually, after the, I think I was at somebody's birthday party, like their 18th birthday party, and totally stole the show by getting drunk and then basically telling I think at that point I kind of let it be known to previously only a small group of close friends knew and at that point I think I told someone and just let it kind of spread around the party so that was the talking point I totally stole the thunder of this kid's birthday party
0: I do that but very oppositely with depression really (laughs) (laughs) yeah I get drunk and I'm just like life is shit it's meaningless we should all just be dead and then I'd go cry in a corner. Uh-huh. Anyway, yeah. there's lots of stories about that on this podcast already. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, so that
1: happened. And then I remember the day after I <coughs> went into school. And, no, and then it, every, at that day, everybody knew. And it was like the, the yeah. talking point. And I remember one kid um, coming up to me who had been kind of a bully. Uh, he hadn't like aggressively bullied me, but he was definitely an intimidating, very much like a lad's lad's yeah. lad kind of person. And he came up to me and he said, So John, I hear you're gay now. I was like, well, yeah. Uh, and he said, um, so all those times when we were in the changing rooms in PE together and you saw us all naked, were you gay then? And I was like, well, yeah, thinking I'm about to get beaten up or something. And he kind of looked at me for a second. They he said, you lucky cunt. And he shook me by the hand. And weirdly, I almost cried. I was so moved. I was like, in your own way, that's the nicest way you possibly could have you know, responded to this. So thank you.
0: That's, that's like... That's like a really nice thing. It is. But obviously, he's sort of been like, I don't know a good way to say this, but yeah, that's really sweet, actually. I like that. Yeah, he really did his best,
1: and that was so that was lovely. So it was actually surprisingly positive. Um, so anyway, we get to the end. Of, fast forward a few months, we get to the end of sixth form, and we're all preparing to go off to university. Uh, so at this point, I'm out to my friends, but not to my family, not to my parents. So, uh, but anyway, it's getting to the end of school, and... We're thinking about the fact that we're all going to be leaving, et cetera. And we had this one teacher. He was actually our religious education teacher. Uh, again, I'll, I'll try not to say his name. If I do, please edit it out because I don't want to you know, embarrass the guy. It. That's fine. Um, let's call him Mr. X. Uh, so, and he was a, <laughs> which is not. Professor his, Xavier. Oh God, yeah, it was actually, it was in fact, um, Patrick Stewart. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, so he was, he was actually a really cool guy and we, we used to have a good laugh with him and stuff and we everyone really liked him basically. He was a really nice man. He was also happily married with several children, but he was a little bit camp. Like, he was what we considered okay. to be a little bit, you know, 17-year-old yeah, yeah, yeah. kids. And, you know, we, we made a bit of a running joke of it, you know, um, which, you know, in retrospect, were not funny jokes, but, you know, when you were teen, things teenager boys thought were funny. Yeah. So it was the running joke that, that Mr. X was, was gay, even though he clearly was not. He had happily married, had, had kids, you know. So we get to the year end, and we're talking about how, okay, before we leave, we should definitely get Mr. X a present, like a going away present from the class just to say thank you for being such a good teacher. And this is the part of the story that most people won't be able to relate to where I'm going to start looking like a terrible person. All I can say is this is the mindset of 17-year-old boys and what they think is funny. And it actually wasn't my idea, but people were talking about like, what can we get and what's like a funny gift we can get for him. And someone said, oh, why don't we get him a dildo? That'd be funny. Because, you know, because he's gay. Like... <laughs> Even though we knew he wasn't, but you know, just like yeah. been this whole joke that he was like a bit of camp and stuff, and they're like, "Oh, John, you're gay. You can go and get it, can't you?" And so, <laughs> at this, point, I had very low self esteem as a teenager, probably still do, and I was just so happy to be included. I was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll do it. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm a part of this Ray So, um, yeah, so I went into town with another friend, and we went into a ranch of Anne Summers, and very nice. Found this horrible contraption. Called the Anal Intruder. <laughs> oh, that is a great name. Yeah, the Anal Intruder. <laughs> it was a
0: double-ended dildo. Oh, nice. Yeah. So then we we purchase it. We we can I was he the kind of teacher that would have found? Oh, this is probably going to ruin the story. I won't answer the question. Yeah, I'll get I'll, I'll get to hear how he responded to it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's okay. Kind of cute. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah, we, we get to the last we get to the last day of school. Our last class with Mister X, and at the end of it, we say, "Sir, we just want to give you this present to thank you for you know." Being, being such a great so nice. teacher yeah, et yeah and then after, I can't remember if I gave it to him I probably did it's so embarrassing <laughs> and we all thought this was going to be the funniest thing in the world we were so f- <laughs> amused with ourselves so he opens the bag he looks at it he kind of weakly laughs and he says okay I get it thank you and then he you know he was like class dismissed etc and he's like John can you um, wait behind after class please I was like yeah sure and he said look I know you you all thought this was, you know, funny. I know there was no malice intended in it, etc. But this is completely unacceptable. And also, if I was found with this, I could lose my job. You know, you put me in a really yeah. bad position here. So can you please just take this, dispose of it, and let's just not speak of it again? And I was like,
0: absolutely. I was like, as soon as you said it, I was like, of course, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I, absolutely, I, I, I was thinking, there's not one teacher who I I think I could have given a dildo to yeah. and it would have been fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think he handled it as well as he possibly could have in the circumstances. Yeah.
1: Um, so, yeah, so I, I was like, of course. I, so I put it in my bag and I took it and I took it home. <sighs> and I kind of, because I didn't want to take it out of the bag in public because it's still in the wrapping. It yeah. still says like anal intruder and stuff. You know? So rather than just throw it in a bin on the street, as I, which I really should have done, I kind of took it home and kind of hid it in a also, cupboard. Also, you don't and... want to be the guy walking down the street with a dildo. Well, that, exactly, yeah. All the, all, the, all, the, <laughs> all the person pulling a dildo out of his bag and just weirdly throwing it in a bin and then running away. Right? <laughs> <laughs> there was no good outcome, really.
0: <laughs> just do it with very shifty eyes. Yeah, exactly. Like... <laughs>
1: um, so yeah, I hid it in my room in like a in a drawer. And so then school ends, weeks pass, I kind of forget about it. And it's now the summer holidays, and I'm preparing to go to university. Uh, And I moved moved up to Leeds, where I live now, for university. I was still in Liverpool at the time. And um, anyway, I think my parents probably... Because they knew. They they, they obviously knew on some level. They had some suspicions. And they obviously just came to a moment where they wanted to make sure that we were being honest with each other before I went and moved away. So my parents, a few weeks before I left for university, sat me down and said to me, John, do you think you're gay? And I said, yes, I am. And it was very emotional. Um, there was a lot of tears. Um, like, they didn't... I don't think they were, like, upset, but it was just, like, an emotional experience yeah, yeah, and imagine. stuff. You know, because they, they, yeah. I'm their firstborn. You know, they, it, was, it was not something they knew how to handle. You know, I don't have any... My younger brother, actually, is gay as well. But he was... Oh, is he? Yeah, but he, at the time, he was, like... 10 or 11, so obviously that wasn't oh, okay. something that had come up yet, and I don't, I don't really have any other gay relatives that I can think of. So yeah, it was it was kind of new, and they, yeah, they they cried, Dad went out for a drive cause, to, to kind of clear his head and stuff, yeah. Mum went down to the shed at the bottom of the garden, where she worked, people always find that part of the fun- story really weird, but she worked in the shed, it was like where she did her floristry, it was like a... Yeah, sure. So she went down there to do some work and probably have a little cry, and Dad went out and stuff, and I was left alone in the house, just feeling really emotionally drained, and yeah. I was like, God, I need to get out of this house. I need to go for a walk. I need to go clean clear my head or something. And then I was like, I actually thought, oh, you know what? I should really get rid of that dildo because that would be, that'd be a bad time for that to come in, come into place. So so I went upstairs, yeah. grabbed it out of this drawer and kind of threw it on the sofa and kind of got ready and walked out of the house. <laughs> threw it on the sofa. Threw it on the sofa, just, you know, while I kind of fixed my hair or whatever I was doing. <laughs> I mean, all I can say is that I was, ha- you know, it was a stressful emotional moment and... yeah yeah so basically did that walked out went, walked about half a mile down the road and then thought shit <laughs> i had of course left it on the sofa <laughs> so so i sprinted back as fast as i possibly could uh, to find my mum in absolute floods of tears in our living room, <laughs> thinking I'd left this hideous, hideous device, which is uh, is still in the packaging, which I guess is a good thing in many ways, but the packaging said the anal intruder, you know? So she must have thought I'd just left this as this this big old fuck you, you know? like
0: <laughs> <laughs> Or just like, I'm out now. This is what I This I'm- is who I am,
1: Yeah. <laughs> This is how I want you to picture me, you know? <laughs> so then she was really upset, and she was like, John, is this yours? What, what, I don't understand. And I, was, and I said, because I was just panicked, I said, oh, no, 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 you don't understand. It's from a teacher. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and that's how I ended up homeless for a few days.
0: <laughs> Did you actually? Yeah.
1: She was, more, oh, no. she was furious. Like, I'd bought a dildo for a teacher. Like... <laughs>
0: What did you do for the few days?
1: Oh, I went to stay with a friend. Like,
0: oh, God. Yeah. Oh. That's funny, because you you talk now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's that, fine.
1: Our relationship that, now is absolutely fine, but it was, yeah. That
0: would be horrific if it was like, and we hadn't spoken <laughs> yeah, since. and it's been,
1: yeah, 15 years, or however long it's been, we have not spoken since. No. It, it was, yeah. Oh. It, took her, it took her some time, you know, to... Yeah. As understandably so. Like, yeah. she could not have been more mortified, you know. <laughs>
0: That's like two. That's like a very big bombshell in a day, followed by I mean, an even bigger one in minutes. Seeing yeah. a dildo. Yeah, yeah she, I mean, God bless her. She went through it that day. Like, yeah. <laughs> did your did was your dad aware of the dildo or was that sort of? Oh yeah, he knew because, Was he still out for the drive.
1: Oh no, he didn't. Well, he didn't see it. Like he, oh, okay. I, I, he was already, he he was still out. So it was a thing between me and mum. But oh, you can bet she told him. Like, <laughs> but you know what, dads are like. He just kind of didn't really say. I don't think he's ever acknowledged it to this day. It was just, you know.
0: It's not a joke. No, it's not not something I can
1: really bring up around them. I don't think even now, I don't think we can, it's not something we look back on and laugh. Like, I can look back on it and laugh, but I I don't think we've discussed it since and I don't think think we ever will. I think that's something we (laughs) can, you know, draw a line. Does your younger brother know about this? Oh god, I hope not. I don't think so. (laughs) I hope he didn't find it, because he was, I, I don't think he did. I don't think he knows that story. And again, maybe one day we'll be very drunk together and I might tell him but um well I'll link him to this episode oh, yeah it sure that's out. a great
0: to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh. I'm tr- that was that was great that was really good oh thank you thank you that was that was a really good story <laughs> well, I'm, that's what I wanted out of this podcast was the kind of thing that makes you laugh it makes you cringe horrendously mm. Uh, well that's the thing when Harry my co-host said you know
1: you should go on Charlie's podcast I was like oh what story do you think I should tell he was like you should tell the dildo one you should tell the coming out story <laughs> that's clearly the one to tell so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> does that mean that there's more in the future that you might be able to spill
1: <laughs> oh I mean you know I've lived a long life you know there's definitely other yeah there's definitely probably enough material for a second appearance at some point in the future but uh, yeah that's my you've got my number one there that's probably my that's your number one yeah that, that's my ace in
0: the hole Oh, that was that was wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. I'm just I'm tr- usually I try and do a story that I can sort of like relate to. Mm-hmm. I do have a story about buying a dildo for a friend. Oh sure, actually. hit me. It's not it's not very embarrassing for me. It's just quite it's just a bit funny. Sure. So um, one of my uh, I don't he's moved to Paris now. Okay. So I don't really see him that often. But we worked together for like two years. He was one of my best friends, and um he was probably the most like overtly camp gay man. I've ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. He was just like a very like flamboyant guy. he's, he's just very funny, and um, we were going out for his birthday, and um, me and a few of our friends were like, we should buy him a like just the biggest, most disgusting <laughs> dildo we can find, <laughs> just really like horrible. So we went online and we found this one. It was like was it called <laughs> the Adel it was Intruder? Just, it, um, no, it wasn't. It was just like a bog standard one off, off Amazon. Oh, okay. Because we were getting him some nice stuff as well. So we were just like, we don't want to spend like 40 quid on this joke dildo. No, sure, absolutely. I hope my mum also can not hear this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. She went out. I don't know if she's home yet. If she is, she is. She's learning some things about me tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um. And so we were like, oh, this will be really funny. So um, we get to his birthday. We're all we're all having pre-drinks at our friend's house. And we like, give, give him this present. He opens it. He finds it very funny. And um, we have this other friend who is... She's like a Disney, a Disney princess in real life. Okay, she's just like the most pure soul person you've ever met. Like she's always happy. She's always you can see the positive side of everything, and um, she's she's quite like um. I don't know, I don't know how to I don't know the way to phrase this. She's quite like restrained in her sexual activity. Okay, if you get what I mean. Yeah, sure. so she's quite like she's just. She she She's not the kind of person who would go out on a night out and, like, get off with people and go home with people. She's quite reserved in that fact. Okay. So, um, she was arriving at this party after us and my friend had got the dildo out and we were all, like, waving it around <laughs> for some reason because apparently that's what you do when you buy someone a dildo. Oh, sure, yeah. And, um, so she, she rung and was like, oh, I'm outside, can someone come and let me in? So... I was like, right, I've got I've got an idea. When she opens the door, I'm just gonna throw this at her. <laughs> oh and it's God. gonna be hilarious. <laughs> it's gonna be hilarious. Not like violently. I was gonna say that not sounds like, aggressive, I like I know they're made of rubber, but <laughs> No, not like not like an overarm baseball throw, like an okay. underarm like jokey low. Like, so... Just a soft lob, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, she knocks on the door. I I'm 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 like waiting, I'm ready. Mm. I'm like ready to pitch this deal. <laughs> That's a sentence I never thought I'd say in my life. I'm um, imagining so, like a
1: game of rounders or something, but the ball is a dildo. Like, yeah, pretty much. It's in the
0: air. Um. So she, she, she get the door opens and she walks in and we're all like, oh, Lindsay, hi. And then I'm just like, Lindsay, catch! And I throw it and she just instinctively catches it hmm. and then looks down, <laughs> screams and throws it back up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally a split second of, what, uh, ah! <laughs> oh, that poor girl. I know. I felt very bad for her, but she laughed about it afterwards. As oh, soon good. as she realised what happened. Mm-hmm. And presumably that it wasn't, it. like, recently used. It hadn't been used, yeah. no. Although, I do know, it has been used since. Oh, good,
1: so. good. Well, at least you, 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 yeah. you, you got, got
0: your money's worth, or he did, at least. So. He got his money's worth out yeah. of it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um... Anyway, I'm so glad I can call this episode something like Double Dildo or something. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It writes itself, so... (laughs) Exactly. Um, Thank you, John, for coming on and sharing. Now, that was lovely. I'd love to have... uh, uh, I can't talk this evening. Um, I'd love to have you back on at some point if you feel like you've got something else you'd like to get off your chest. I feel sometimes this can be quite cathartic. Yeah, sure. Um,
1: Well, yeah, I'll have to have a little delve through memory lane and see if anything else comes up. uh, I mean, Harry already told... I'm trying to think of, like things we could do together. Harry's already told the Amsterdam, the, the, the first half of the Amsterdam story, hasn't he, that we, well, a little experiment with uh, drugs in Amsterdam before Harry went. He has, yes. So the other shameful thing he did.
0: What, what did you think? Were you not a fan of it either?
1: Of, of the, the smoke it. Um, yeah. I handled it better than he did. Okay. So, but that because it was my idea and I've not done it before oh, either, okay. but it was, so it was my idea and I basically was, when it all kicked in, you know, I was kind of like having a good time with it. It was. You know, we, we both had a, of like laughing and joking and finding everything very funny and I as it got a little bit further on in time kind of slowed down to an absolute crawl but I was still kind of like in the mindset of well, you know, this is different. I'm you know, I'm just experiencing this as it happens. Yeah. And it's kind of, you know, it's, it's kind of fun. It's fine. And then I remember Harry looking at me, like he went really white and he looked me dead in the eyes and he said, John, I don't like this anymore. I don't want this to be happening anymore. I'm not happy. And then I kind of went, oh God, you're right. This isn't fun anymore. And I went into a complete spiral because I picked up on his oh, no. unhappiness. And then also oh, no. mixed with the guilt of the fact that I had done this to him, you yeah, know, because it was my idea. So it really, did he tell you about the Scrabble board?
0: No, he didn't tell me about the Scrabble board. Okay,
1: so we went. He told you. So basically, we we went to a cannabis cafe and we we got some a couple of spliffs that we kind of coughed our way through. Didn't really work. Then we got. I know he's told this. I'm doing the short version. Then we got a cake. Yeah. Went out ate, ate a cake each, which was very ill advised. And then we went to a bar to get a drink because we we thought. I think I actually said the words. Oh, I guess we're just immune to drugs because nothing seems to be happening. <laughs> famous last words it's like famous last really words, was. Yeah. got a pint in one bar and then it all kicked in and then it was you know it was you know it was like every, every, everything was very colorful everything seemed really fun it was what you'd kind of expect we were just kind of yeah. sat giggling at each other and just actually having quite a good time and then we decided to go for a little walk and as soon as we got outside we realized that was a terrible idea because it was full of bikes and we were totally had no spatial awareness <laughs> so then we went to a second bar and um, got another round of drinks and it was at this point in the evening that time literally stopped like I remember us ordering a pint and going to sit down and then I remember saying to Harry is it just me or did that take an uncomfortably long time <laughs> and then it was just like we would just sit and it felt like there were these long silences where neither of us were saying anything for like if he'd asked me when he'd last spoken to me, I would have said, like, three hours ago? Like, And then I got really freaked out and kind of said something like, I can't stand all these silences. We've got to talk to each other. And I was really... And he was just, like, grunting because he was just so unhappy. Um, oh, poor Harry. I know, yeah. And Well, I don't have that much sympathy for him. But I did at the time. Anyway, and at one point he, he said, I feel really sick and I'm going to need to go up. So he went... Oh, no, sorry, to go back a bit. I was trying to... Because it was all these awkward silences and things were moving so slowly... I was like casting desperately around for anything to kind of focus our brains and for us to kind of you know do together. Yeah. So there was a little pile of board games in this bar. So I was like, "Great, let's play Scrabble." You know, That's <laughs> that's something we can focus on while until we while we wait for this while we ride this out, you know. So I got a yeah. Scrabble board out, dealt dealt out all the tiles and stuff. And Harry hit the first thing. He just literally picked up two tiles. And the first one was N. The second one was O. He just put them both <laughs> into the center and then just gave me this like deaf glare, death glare. <laughs> And then a few minutes later, he, he said, I need to go throw up. And he, he kind of staggered into the bathroom. And I was just <laughs> utterly filled with shame and remorse. And I felt so sorry for him. I felt like I'd come and ruined his day. I'd ruined his holiday. I was, you know, terrible. And so I decided to kind of write out an apology with Scrabble tiles. <laughs> so I started writing out. I,
0: that, is, that is the cutest thing
1: I've ever <laughs> I, I started. I, I decided I had to write, I'm really, really sorry in the Scrabble tiles. And I got as yeah. far as I'm real, and then I couldn't find enough of why. I don't know why I didn't just do one, really, but I, I, I was very fixated on it being I'm really, really sorry. Anyway, I ran out of whys halfway through, couldn't find any more, had a complete free meltdown, and kind of threw, threw the scrabble board off the table. Like, oh, it's useless, it's not... And then Harry just came back to find me kind of slumped at the table with, like, scrabble pieces everywhere. And he's like, what happened? I was like, I was trying to make a statement. <laughs> So, yeah, it was, that, that was kind of how it went for us. But the, the best thing was, so the, we went to another bar and then, you know, tried to get him to eat and that just didn't happen at all. Eventually we walked off and went home. But the next day, when we recovered, uh, Harry has an app on his phone at the time that kind of tracks where he's been walking, like tracks his movement. Oh, okay. So we could figure yeah. out from that where we'd been and how much time we'd spent. So that bar with the <laughs> scrabble board and the long, painful silencers, etc. Again, if you'd asked me how long we spent in that bar, I would have been like seven to eight hours. <laughs> we were there for 22 minutes <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what people people watching it's like um have you seen that episode of how i met your mother where they go to the to the gig i've not actually no. uh okay they, they it's they go and they they do that they eat a sandwich which is their like show thing for smoke weed mm. and um the whole episode is them being like trying to find somewhere to buy nachos and then trying to find the toilet and then trying to find their seats again Mm -hmm. and then it's like this really the full episode is them being like oh the line for the toilet is so big oh no it's really long and then at the end it just shows like CCTV footage of them like (laughs) walking to a line they're walking to a bin with (laughs) nachos and then walking back to the line and then bumping into each other like oh my god It must have just been if
1: anyone had been watching us, like who was sober in that bar, just see two people obviously stoned at other gourds, just like having maybe ten seconds of not speaking, and then me just going, "But we need, to, I can't bear these unbearable silences." Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh Harry, that was lovely. Yeah, that was a nice little impromptu story. Yeah, Thank it was, you. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, well,
1: I'll, if there's any more that we have, that we shared experiences, maybe we can come on together and yeah, I'd love you the guys uh, to come on together. That'd be great. Also, if I think of any, just for me, which there, there certainly are other ones. We'll say. Yes, yeah, so there's plenty of material.
0: <laughs> Good. That's what I like. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm now going to pass it over to you, Harry, and you can plug your lovely podcast. So please, take it away.
1: Okay. Uh, It's John, by the way. (laughs) Oh, my (laughs)
0: God. I'm so sorry.
1: (laughs) It's okay. Um, I'm so sorry. (laughs) The actual Harry will be loving this. Um, Yeah, sure. Fuck you, Harry. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm John and Harry, and we both present the podcast (laughs) Beyond the Box Set. Uh, It's a movie podcast with a a bit of a twist. Every week, we take a classic standalone movie, as in a movie that has never had a sequel, and we basically each individually come up with our own sequel prequel or spin-off ideas and we kind of get together and we kind of bounce them off each other so each episode we'll dedicate to a film be it titanic or gladiator uh we recently did we're in our christmas season right now so we've just recently done episodes on elf and um edward scissorhands oh i am speaking from the past though because obviously it's january now so as you're listening to this christmas will be over but we will have <laughs> do, we will have done elf and edward scissorhands and jack frost and um something else i forget now uh, Scrooged, I think we're doing Scrooged as well so Ooh, nice. yeah, look, we've been doing it for just under two years, in fact we're about to celebrate 100 episodes in January Woo! So, Would
0: you like to plug what you're doing for your 100th episode?
1: Yes, so if any of your listeners happen to be in or around Leeds or, you know, fancy a road trip uh, so <laughs> for episode 100 we are actually going to do our very first live episode and it's going to be, the subject is going to be the movie E.T. We thought we'd go for a big hitter and yeah, we're doing it in the back room of our local pub, the Chemic Tavern in Woodhouse in Leeds, and uh, and yeah, all are welcome. It's going to be a good time. We're going to have lots of of our past guests come and join us. We're going to have some games and just, you know, a good time. Hope, hopefully it'll be a good time. So if you go to, excuse me, if you go to beyondtheboxit.com forward slash live, I believe it will take you, the link will take that's you to our professional. Well, that's all Harry. He, he does all the tech stuff. But I believe that link will take you to the Facebook event page for the for the live show, which, yeah, all are welcome to. It's um, That'll be good. But, yeah, and that's the show, really. So it, it's a very much a, com- a comedic kind of, you know, show. So every, every episode, we'll discuss the film. And then we have some little sections. We have drinking games for the for the original film. We have watch, which is my personal favourite section. Um, <laughs> the Friends game. The Friends game, yeah. That kind of comes and goes. Um, but, yeah, and then we both come up with ridiculous sequel ideas, which are usually completely obscure and unfilmable. But that's how we like it. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes i i've also been on this you podcast, have you did so great if you like our rapport you can listen to more of it mm. more rapport
1: yeah you did uh, the way way back didn't you i did do the way way Which Back. it's a great great um, film
0: it was so good mm. It was such a good film i love it yeah um yeah I, I i know i've said this to you when i was on yours but i i listened to this podcast long before harry joined the little facebook group that we're in no I, I i've i've been a fan of it for quite a long time and it is very nice to have you, have you on my show. Oh, thank John. you. Even if I get your name wrong sometimes. That's okay, it's fine.
1: We are very interchangeable. Um, but yeah, and I, I, you're absolutely welcome to come back to Beyond the Box at oh. any time. We'll definitely have you again because you clearly have be a great taste in movies. be back every single week. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> well, I guess I'm
0: committed now, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I'd love to. Uh, cool. I'll, I'll talk about that in, in the future. Great, great. Time is a thing that will happen. <laughs> Indeed it is, yes. What does that mean? <laughs> literally ev- nothing. nothing that was a pointless thing to say <laughs> it was
1: very arrival we just did an episode on arrival which is in time you know, <laughs> nonsense so yeah I was like time is a thing just imagine imagine <laughs> Amy Adams saying that in a very kind of Oscar kind of t- tone of voice <laughs> <laughs>
0: um so thank you again John I I I've I've myself out with the names now I'm double guessing every time <laughs> I go to say it now I can't relax into it uh, fuck uh, thank you John for coming um, on this show like I said if you want to come back you would be more than welcome Great and you. if you have enjoyed this episode please go and follow Beyond the Box there it's really good and also follow this podcast and also maybe tell a friend if you have one if you don't maybe tell your mum <laughs> but not my mum please <laughs> not, no no, she, she will not be happy of what's been shared no no no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you did like it uh, please, if you want to give us an iTunes rating that would be pretty sick Um, You can follow me on Twitter at why did I underscore pod. Uh, You can follow me on Instagram at why did I pod and you can send me an email of your embarrassing story uh, at why did I pod at gmail dot com. And also final things. Big thank you to Carlisle for all the music in this episode. Really good. I love it. And also I'm going to plug my other podcast, which I do with the aforementioned Carlisle called a podcast for everyone where we go through busted albums, which I don't know who Busted are, they're a, a pop-punk British band from like the mid-noughties and they're back now, which is great um, I'm really rambling <laughs> No, I, I
1: did, did I see recently that you you now have two out of three members of Busted following your podcast on Twitter We
0: do know, yes, we have James Bourne and Matt Willis following our podcast Twitter, which is fucking insane
1: <laughs> I knew that Charlie would be the one to hold out on you I just somehow I, know, I just knew. I
0: know, he's playing hard to get yeah. That's what it He's is. the one who left, isn't he? He is the one he likes. So you see, I don't think he's as committed. No. <laughs> um, so if you if you like dumb lyrics that and two people talk about them, check it out. It's quite fun. For example, the first episode is on What I Go to School for, which is a song about trying to fuck your teacher. Mm. So if you want to hear two people deep dive into those lyrics, <laughs> check it out. It's fun. It's fun to do anyway. I don't know if it's fun to listen to. Uh, And I believe that Harry is going to come on an episode in the future. Yes, he's a
1: big fan of Bustard, so that should be good. He's he's very much looking forward to that.
0: Good. We're very much looking forward to having him. And also, who isn't a big fan of Bustard? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, that is everything. Thank you. I've said thank you to you about 18 times, John, but I'm going to say it one more time. Thank you for coming on You're very welcome. It's been an absolute bloody pleasure. It's been an
1: absolute pleasure to be a part of this, to to dig up this terrible, terrible memory. It's been (laughs)
0: an absolute joy. Uh, once again thank you for listening and I will see you all wait I won't see you because this is a podcast and there's no visual thing that's kind of the whole point of it but you will hear my voice next week bye bye